Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number nine thrilled to have you aboard a couple quick notes before we get into the show today uh the alberta barbecue trail passport program is rolling out now i've been working on this for a while and really excited about it Uh, the passports i got them back from the printer last week and uh, they look fantastic check out all the details at albertabbqtrail.ca slash passport in october and november get your passport stamped at the restaurants uh, participating to be entered in a draw for some great prizes really excited about this and uh hope you all enjoy it keep me posted tag alberta bbq trail hashtag alberta bbq trail in your posts when you're visiting the restaurants and uh let's see what's going on out there this is great uh some uh in the podcast world here just keeping uh, rolling getting new episodes ready to go uh, sitting down finally we've been working on this for a while with uh, leslie from big teas tomorrow uh, big teas is a cornerstone of the barbecue restaurant industry here in calgary i've uh, been around for a long time and really excited to be finally sitting down with them tomorrow uh, so watch for that coming up before too long those of you who've been following me uh, will recall back in August on the long weekend. Uh, I did uh, made a little road trip over the weekend and uh, visited all the spots on the Alberta Barbecue Trail. Uh, unfortunately, while I was up uh, north of Calgary and got out to Rocky Mountain House, wasn't able to get into Old Smokey's Smokehouse, uh, uh, or sorry, Old Smokey's Barbecue Shack in Rocky Mountain. Uh, they were closed the day I was there, unfortunately, but I've been uh, chatting with uh, Rob up there, and this weekend going to make the road trip back up to Rocky and uh, sit down with Rob and check out what he's got going on there. Uh, on that August trip, uh, a restaurant that's not part of the barbecue trail, uh, but I did visit and sit down with uh, Dylan Cave, his Red Boar Smokery in Red Deer, Alberta. I uh, had a great visit with Dylan and also uh, Tyler Gardner uh, from Instagram, Morning Star Barbecue. He joined us as well. And uh, that is today's podcast. So without any delay, let's get into it. My conversation with Dylan Cave from Red Boar Smokery. And uh, like I said, we're also joined by Tyler Gardner. Enjoy the show, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And today I am in Red Deer, Alberta at the Red Boar Smokery, and I'm pleased to be here with Dylan Cave. Welcome, Dylan. Hello, welcome. And also uh, Tyler Gardner. Hey. Uh, Morning Star Barbecue on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, in touch for the last uh, probably year or so. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, he kind of met me up here for some lunch today. and. Uh, oh, why not? It's a great rainy day for some brisket. Yep. <laughs> Pleasant surprise to have you both here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dylan. So tell me about uh, Red Boar Smokery. So we're we're a, a little little barbecue shop in the heart of downtown Red Deer. Um, our influences range from Kansas style barbecue to Texas style barbecue, and uh, we kind of throw in our own flair here and there awesome. to try and dis- differentiate us between 
all those southern barbecue because we're not trying to rep, re- recreate the wheel here we're just trying to do our own thing do your thing yeah you guys are kind of the only really the only barbecue place i'm aware of here in red deer yeah so i mean there's been a few other privately owned barbecue shops to pop up but unfortunately they just haven't uh been able to stick around quite as long as we have yeah. um there's a, one on the north end that had moved actually right across the street from us uh and they lasted about a year in that location okay. before closing down yeah uh, which is unfortunate. I, I, I want there to be more barbecue yeah. in Red Deer. I think that uh, barbecue is not unlike car dealerships. The more you have, the more uh, the more people that are going to get into the culture mm-hmm. and to the to the genre of, yeah, the, of food. Yeah, the Plus, more, it keeps, the more, you, keeps you on your uh, game too. Keeps you yeah. you know trying to do the best you can. Exactly. Yeah, you the know, more competition's uh, good yeah. for everybody. Yeah, the more competition, it gets like you said, it gets people into it, and uh, yeah. good for everybody. Yeah, like there's there's no uh, there can never be too much barbecue. That's good. <laughs> How long have you guys been here uh, in we, business? So uh, it's about three years plus. Okay. We opened April first in 2015. Awesome. Tell me about your location here in Red Deer. Yeah, so we're located right downtown, uh, downtown on Ross Street in front of the Cenotaph, our war memorial in town. Um, it's a it's a great central location. In front uh, we have. Uh, city-funded patio that is a public space for everyone to come down and enjoy and just gather to enjoy all the different food that downtown Red Deer has to offer. We have some great uh, cafes. Um, One just opened up across the street that's uh, a comic book cafe. Okay. So you can go get a really nice cup of coffee, read some comic books, buy some uh, novelties, and uh, bring it on over here to get some good barbecue and enjoy it on the Ross Street patio. Perfect. Yeah, it's a neat little uh, spot here. When I drove up, I'm like, oh, this is a great location. Yeah, they block off half the street. So, yeah. I mean, in the, some people complain about it and say that there's no parking, but there's over 500 parking stalls within a within a three-block radius of here. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. I love the idea of having us having this big patio. We have huge events in the summer. Yeah. Um, just recently, we had the, a huge car show in Red Deer that that it brought in hundreds, if not a th- over a thousand people just onto this street alone with all classic cars. And they had a couple uh, stereos set up, blasting old style, like 50 style music. It, awesome. was, it was awesome. Yeah, those events are great. Uh, and you know, you, like you said, it was a busy night for you guys. It, uh, those things bring people into the restaurant. Yeah, right? it was our busiest night of the year. And uh, we want to see more great events like that downtown because it just creates a bigger culture for, for not just us as barbecue, but the all community. of Red Deer. Yeah, the community, right? Plus, you know what I find? I, I, I was of that mindset when, when you guys first opened, too, and they did the patio. I'd come down, and it's like, oh, man, I can't find anywhere to park. i got to walk. You know, i got to park way the hell down there and walk down here. But the walking's the good part. But, yeah, now that, now that I've done it for <laughs> a couple of summers now, it's great. You know, I, I've discovered so many little shops. Yeah, you discover so much more. Yeah, there's a, a little, little shop next door that carries a, a line of hot sauce that I really dig, and... So like, there's little gems all over the place, and it's kind of forced me to like rediscover downtown Red Deer. And that's what I think most downtowns uh, are good for. Like you, you can't really experience the downtown if it's just a de- like you you have one destination downtown, and you drive, you park in front of it, you go in, you get whatever you need, you come back out into yeah. your car, and you drive away. What we're trying to get in downtown Red Deer is for people to to be more um, pedestrian friendly. To make it so that people walk around and really, when they come downtown, they're spending a little bit of a day downtown yeah. to really experience all the different versatile uh, businesses that we have down here. Awesome. 
Uh, Dylan, tell me a little bit about your uh, your background. Uh, my background is not unlike most people's. Like I grew up loving food, mm-hmm. and I lo- grew up loving eating food, and it just kind of spiraled out of control there. I was in a couple rock and roll bands that were touring touring across Canada. Uh, where I decided to, to start up my own Instagram handle called Get Your Grub On. Okay, yeah. Uh, where I would, since I was touring to so many different cities, I figured it was a great opportunity for me to ask the locals, uh, the local bands, who, where the place to eat was. Right. Where is the greasy spoon? Where is the tiny little hole in the wall place that I can get dumplings at at four in the morning yeah. or dim sum or whatever? Um, so I, I pride myself on this new Instagram. I say new, but it's um, probably seven years old now. Yeah. Um, but I want to promote all those little little hidden gems in all these little towns. Um, and so it kind of spitballed from there. When I got back from tour, I got kind of bored. I was working at a, a few nightclubs in town doing sound. and um, During the day, I didn't really have anything to do, so I decided to take up an extra hobby of smoking meat. Yeah. But how I fell into that, even more so in depth, uh, to the to the question is I had an old propane barbecue yeah. and like every propane barbecue that was built after 1980 uh, the elements just burn right out of it after a while that's made out of aluminum or whatever and it just melts or disintegrates back into rust so I had bought some meat from a butcher that I wanted to grill up yeah. burner was shooting a flame straight up out of the propane Nice. Uh, hose, and I figured that wasn't the safest thing to do, nor was it the most uh, efficient way to cook something. So I decided to just that day I ran to um, a store, grabbed some charcoal briquettes, yep. I grabbed some uh, foil pans, I gutted that barbecue, I threw down the foil pans, filled it with charcoal and wood chips. Nice. And that was when I did my first pork butt. Was on a propane barbecue converted awesome. into uh, off like a indirect charcoal yep. cooker. It took forever because those things don't hold any heat in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, I fell in love. I bought my first uh, offset cooker in uh, shortly after that. Still in the band, we had our CD release show where I we had a we called it uh, bands beer and barbecue or something like that for our CD release. Yeah. And we charged a, a premium ticket price, included a CD, and included barbecue in the ticket price. Nice. Had a hell of a shindig down at the Vat. I'm sure. And uh, that's like my that was like my first professional uh, gig for barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, we did I did family events. Sure. Family it. barbecues. Yeah. And invited. Uh, people over and after a while people started bringing their own sides and stuff and after a while I started charging 10 bucks a head yeah. and people kept coming and coming and got too big so yeah. I had one friend who had come to one of these events and he's, we were maybe indulging in the craft beers a little too much that night and it happens. He, he, he had been uh, shooting me a few ideas he had and stroking my ego a bit too much. It's not too healthy when, <laughs> when people stroke my ego, it gets a little bit too big. Yep. But uh, he's like, man, you could really do this. You could, you could, this, this could work. Yep. And me being the modest guy that I am, it's <laughs> like, no, it's not, I don't want to do yep. that. I don't yep. want to do that. Yep. I think it was a week later, he sat me down and shoved a check in my face and said, you're doing this. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Here we are. Awesome. Here As, we go. Yeah. The gist of the story. Yeah, that's excellent. Your first offset, what was it? What was uh, that? Horizon. 
Horizon. So okay. a Horizon offset steel cooker. It was, I think, like a, a quarter-inch thick steel yeah, right. pipe yeah. cut and welded together. Yeah. Um, I think you can probably buy those somewhere locally around here. It's where I live. But I, it's, it's going to last me forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. the thing's never going to die. Yeah, that thick, it's going to be, uh, it's good, yeah. I've been bugging them for, for years to get me to modify, put some modifications onto it. Yeah. Now, Tyler, you're a welder? Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and it's funny that, that you say, say that story because uh, my first and second smokers were both converted out of barbecues. Yeah. <laughs> so it just seems like a good starting point. Yeah. You, you know? It's out of necessity. Yeah. You yeah. just take it back, you're like, I no longer have propane yeah what are you gonna do let's go back to the original way to cook and just rubs two sticks together and makes some fire absolutely yeah i just recently i you know had a smoker for a few years but just uh earlier this year got a weber kettle yeah and i'm just loving the uh cooking on charcoal with that there's some friends that uh have been buying smokers periodically and always updating me on their progress um, I seem to be the go-to guy around Red Deer to just like chat up and I love chatting it up with yep. some friends but a lot of these guys are really green into it and they're like I just bought the smoker and I don't know how to use it so all, I there's a few friends who I just went over to their house for an entire day and yeah. I cooked for their entire family yeah. um, so to do for the price that. of me being able to eat a couple ribs yeah. 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 and they were like so deal. blown away and now they're turning out almost better barbecue than me uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, so I don't know. I might come up with my own barbecue class coming up go. soon. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the venue, I have the, the means, yeah. and it seems to have the demand for it. Absolutely. Yeah, you could definitely do a class in here. Yeah, you got yeah. the space, and uh, absolutely nice, big, uh, good-sized room you've got here. Yeah, do it in the summer. We got the patio in front, patio. all the cookers out front. Yep, awesome. Uh, you touched on the menu here a little bit. Uh, tell me a little more about uh, what, what you guys are offering. So we do we do your standard barbecue fare, pulled pork, brisket, chicken, um, all smoked in house. Our briskets for up to 16 hours. Uh, pulled pork usually is around 12 to 13 hours. Uh, we also to expand our menu to kind of do a little bit more of what we want to do. We added uh, smoked pork belly, candy pork belly essentially yep. is what it is. Uh, we we cure the pork belly. For about a week and then we smoke it and then we chill it and then we cube it and then we render it in the oven nice and then we they just comes into these crispy yeah. <laughs> uh, melt in your mouth little meat cubes yeah. that are just like we I think we finish them with a little brown sugar and some syrup and it's just like they just I don't know, it's candy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just finished eating and I'm hungry again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was awesome. So that's one of the menu items that have been really popular with us. We also do smoked turkey breast and uh, a pork sausage that is made by a um, local butcher here in town from Lacombe raised pork. Right. Um, no that, antibiotics. Uh, uh, is that Messenger? Messenger Meats, Messenger, yeah. Messenger, yeah. 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 They, they, oh, they, I buy a lot of meat from them. They're, they're wonderful. They were our first, first butchers when we first opened up, and we got so popular that they couldn't supply us anymore because they were, they're, they're almost a boutique butchery, mm-hmm. and when we're going through cases and cases of briskets 
they just they don't butcher that much. Yeah, different uh, yeah, different really, different volume. They really care about where the meat comes from. Yeah, exactly. what goes into it. So when you get meat from there, you know you're getting a good product. I, I love the fact that the farmers that we use their product come into our restaurant and eat here. Oh, that's awesome. And like the Zudhoff family is out in the comb, and they their farm is where we get the pork from for the sausage, and we used to get our briskets. Uh, from the Dan Austin family, uh, and it was all Piedmontese beef when we first opened. It, and Piedmontese beef is like a, a breed or, that originated in uh, Piedmont, Italy, that they brought over. They, I think they brought over like eight heads of cattle originally, Just and now they're up to thirty thousand wow. heads in in Canada. And it's 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 not unlike Wagyu beef because it's so marbled okay. uh, throughout the whole animal. It's a really muscly cow. Like you yep. look, you look at it, pictures of it, and you're just like, man, that looks like that cow's on steroids. Yep. Although no, it's just the type just of breed the, because the hills in Piedmont sure. they just yep. built the muscles. Awesome. Yeah, that's something for our family. We've been uh, for a few years now paying attention to more attention to where the meat we're buying is coming from. And, yep. You know, we shop at a butcher in Calgary that it's all ethically raised and. Uh, we actually just recently bought our first uh, batch of beef direct from a rancher, so we're nice. getting into that. I, so. I got into that really early because of uh, I read a book called the what was it called um, the Mindful Carnivore. Okay, yeah, I've heard the name by Tovar Tov, Tovar Ceruli, I think it was his name, Tovar Ceruli, um, and it was a vegetarians. Hunt for Sustenance was the okay. subtitle. Yeah. And it was a vegan turned hunter. It was the story of the author, uh, how he had overcome uh, a very, um, like a life threatening illness by changing his diet from veganism back to um, becoming an omnivore. Right. And uh, he did it out of necessity because he had to, but he told himself if he had to do this, if he had to eat meat, he was going to know where his meat came from, so he became a hunter. Awesome. And so he hunts everything that he eats. Uh, like he, In the book, it goes over his childhood, how he grew up uh, hunting and fi- or fishing, mostly. Right. Um, after a while, he just kind of took meat completely out of his diet. Doctor, uh, in his 20s, told him that he wasn't going to live anymore or wouldn't live very long right. if he didn't find a way to introduce meat back into his diet. Okay. Lo and behold, he wow. became a hunter. And Want to do it the right so way. That, yeah. that's, it really inspired me to uh, really know where my meat came from. When awesome. we first opened the restaurant, I went out and met with Joe Messinger. Uh, he, he called me out and he's like, all right, we're starting tomorrow at four in the morning. He started at three. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got out there at four in the morning and we went from nose to tail butchering a butchering a pig from from uh, slaughter to um, me taking home pork butts right so it was like a really it was really nice to know where where the you, you get a, like a really good appreciation for the animal and if we had more time here I would try and make a I don't want to force it down on anybody but I would recommend anybody to go help a butcher out one day, right. a local butcher, yeah. and kind of really know where your meat comes from. It yeah, makes you really appreciate it. And it's a connection. Yeah. Connection to the animal, right? Exactly. You hear the hunters talk about that a lot, right? The yeah. connection and just that. Uh, you got to be more, more thankful for the meat Absolutely, than, than yeah. entitled to, to the meat. Yeah, right. and a lot, and a, there's a big misconception about hunters that they're they're only out there for the kill. No. And it, 
things like that. And you know what? I've met a lot of hunters in my day, and I don't think I've ever met one who no. would say that. Yeah, those are the, one, the ones that are just out there for the trophy or the ones. Yeah. That, unfortunately, that's what you hear about in the news and yeah. stuff. But uh, those bad are apples in any, anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, don't, I think those are few and far between I in agree, the yeah. hunting world. Absolutely. Hi everybody, Ryan here, reminding you to check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail and the Alberta Barbecue Trail Passport. You can get all the details at www.albertabarbecuetrail.ca slash passport. Pick up your copy of the passport at any of the participating restaurants or print one off from the website. During October and November, hit the trail and get your passport stamped at all six restaurants to be entered in a draw for some great prizes courtesy of the restaurants. Thanks for listening and back to the show. Um, you, we were chatting before, you you do some competition, talk about... Uh, yeah, so we started uh, competing in competitions in our first competition year was 2016, a year after we opened. Yeah. I wanted to start the year we opened, but things were just way too crazy around Pretty here. Much, yeah. um, so I, I actually joined on, uh, I took a couple barbecue courses from Rob Reinhardt of Prairie Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, he hosts barbecue classes all over Canada, his, his barbecue class.ca, I think. And he uh, he hosted a competition secrets class where I took me, uh, my manager, my dad, and I think that was it. I think it was just the three of us that went and took this course, and it was right before our first competition. Um, so we took this took this course, and I, you know we, we had all our stuff ready to go, and then we went into this competition and ended up placing fourth fourth overall out of thirty plus teams. That's a good start. I didn't even realize how good that was. We we got the we got one call for fourth fourth place pork and fourth overall, and everybody around us looked at us <laughs> like, "Who are these new kids and yeah, where did they come the from?" <laughs> and it, I didn't. You, I was like, "Man, I wish we got more calls," because we only got the two. I was like, "Man, we worked our butts off. We didn't. Yeah. We only got two calls." Yeah. And then you realize that we placed higher, like fourth overall out of those 30 teams. Yeah. It, it hit me on the way home and I was yeah. like, and then at the next competition and at the next competition you realize how how interesting and how like each competition is like, you can be first place at one competition and last at the next. Yeah. But we were lucky our first year and ended up winning over 20 awards. Nice. Um, our first competition was at Smoke and Q at Linwood Ranch. Yep down in Okotoks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second competition, I believe, was at Porkapalooza up in Edmonton. Edmonton yeah. And I think we only did three or four that season, but yeah. out of those three or four, we ended up getting did quite a few ribbons. Excellent. Good start. Uh, quite a few calls. Yeah. And that, that just has helped us at the restaurant. You know, people see those ribbons, and when uh, they have a choice between other barbecue companies that might pop up here and there yeah. and they see these ribbons they're like well I mean, these guys are in these ribbons doing something right they're doing something right Absolutely. so they, they help I mean you go to rib fests and you see yeah. the the big rigs with their hundreds of trophies out front whether or not they actually bought the trophies Who or knows, not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, you go to the one that has all the trophies yeah, yeah. it's a sign it's a sign of quality right yeah exactly so I mean that's where we got our start in competition we, mm-hmm. we took a class and completely changed our outlook yeah. we before go if we wouldn't have taken that class i guarantee you we would have 
either gotten disqualified or because you don't know what you think of barbecue competition you're just like I know how to cook good barbecue you get there you cook it the best and you realize you turned in a box that had a legal garnish in it and you're like what the hell is an illegal garnish I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, it's a different world, the competition scene for sure. Yeah, yeah I took uh, Chris's class from Rocky Mountain Smokers, and it, yep. it was like crazy how much I did not know. Yeah. I, I thought I was ready, and then I was like, okay, I got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Now, you, when we were chatting earlier, you mentioned uh, the Canadian Barbecue Society, Society uh, Mentorship Program. Yeah, so I am not. Um, an official of the Canadian Barbecue right. Society. I'm a member of the Canadian Barbecue Society and I like to promote it as much as I can. Um, and I've heard that they are hosting a new program uh, for members that are new to barbecue and want to get into the competition circuit uh, of a mentorship program where they will pair you with a pro team to do your first cook with you. Um, so if you're interested in hearing more about that, contact us at uh, cbbqs.com. So that's the uh, acronym of CanadianBarbecueSociety.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well as the uh, the book, The Mindful Carnivore, that yeah, I mentioned. So we'll definitely. get all that info in the show notes. So, so uh, definitely, uh, if you're if you're get, wanting to get into more barbecue and just maybe if you're interested in barbecue, I would recommend reaching out to Canadian Barbecue Society. Even our chat page, Canadian Barbecue Society, on Facebook, we have uh, I think it's 1,600 members now and growing rapidly. Uh, we chat about barbecue. That's how I got started in this, and yeah. you just want to talk about it. And we post a lot of videos of our home cooks, yeah. and you get tips and tricks from some of the some of Canada's great for free. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It really feels like in Canada, especially in Alberta, that barbecue is really primed. Like we're in a real good time where it's um, it's been around, but. It seems like it's it's really catching the mainstream a little bit more these days. And big time. It feels yeah. like we're just at the cusp of a big barbecue explosion, and That's I'm excited. True. Yeah. Well, that uh, actually leads me into the next thing I wanted to ask, but what do you see happening with the, the barbecue scene, specifically here in Alberta? So Where do you since, see it going? Since I started, I think our teams have almost doubled here in Alberta. Uh, the, the number of competitions has doubled. Um, we have, I think, almost five competitions uh, that are sanctioned by the KCBS. We have, on top of the KCBS sanction, which is the Kansas City Barbecue Society, um, sanctioned events, there's backyard uh, amateur competitions that are popping up all over the place. Um, so, I keep, like, it's, it's exploding right now. Yeah. If I was to start this 10 years ago when uh, Rob Reinhardt, one of our founders of the Canadian Barbecue Society, had started when he started doing his thing there you had to travel far um, the barbecue on the bow has been happening for quite a few years and wasn't always KCBS sanctioned but now that it's kind of picking up traction it's one of our oldest Canadian barbecue yeah. competitions and it was hosted in Calgary and it was one of the only ones for a long time right so I it's it's exploding and yeah. Yeah, picking up traction for talking sure. to Tyler it feels to me the uh on the restaurant side of things, obviously it's growing. There's more and more barbecue restaurants coming in. Yeah. But I've seen, recently seen a, a shift in the quality as well. Um, I, I get down to Texas once a year, so I've had the, the pleasure of experiencing some great brisket down there specifically. And I've come back here and I'd go to places and, you know, we've got just as good beef here in Alberta as anywhere. But the, the brisket just wasn't the same. 
No. And recently I've been to three or four places in Alberta that I would put that brisket up against some of the best I've had down in Texas. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see that. That yeah. this, we see, like you said, we're on the cusp of just getting there, right? It's, and I think that's just uh, comes with time. You know, Texas, uh, the culture's been there for a hundred years plus, right? So yep. it's uh, it's new here still. Well, they have something something unique down in Texas, and what what they have that we don't is their beef is cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be able to get a brisket on sale at Walmart in the states for fifty cents a pound. Yeah. Where up here, um, we're we're looking at about six dollars a pound for for brisket on sale. Plus, they got good access to wood. They they can and just they, go out, back, out their backyard and fill the truck with post oak <laughs> yeah. or, or peach, you know. And they yeah. do they do have a great uh, wood variety down there where it's more challenging for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised there aren't more barbecue shops in BC with the, how, the how many fruit woods they have there. Yeah. We uh, we often get imported from BC a lot of apple applewood yeah. um, a lot of our hickory comes from Ontario and um, so the quality it's more challenging to get that same quality because we don't have the access to the low cost ingredients that they have so it's a lot harder to go up here so you notice our prices in Canada for for what would normally be cheap barbecue in the south is now a premium product up here but it is almost a novelty up here as well so where as restaurant owners we get um, to justify it a little bit more although our minimum wage is higher up here as well the cost of everything up here is so much higher where I almost think about packing up and moving and opening up a barbecue shop down south downside to that they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. One on every corner. And all of them are serving up great barbecue. So what sets you aside from the other person? Yeah. In Canada, we're few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. So uh, just kind of jumping back, you hickory apple. What are you smoking on here? Uh, I usually like to stick with the fruit woods because <laughs> they're so uh, more accessible. Um, We've even been known to smoke on deboxed birch wood because it's it's the only hardwood we can get around here, and the flavor isn't awful. Okay. Like uh, for for Canadian hardwood, it is awesome. I found some Manitoba maple that wasn't bad either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are smoking with that at home now because we have so much Manitoba maple around here. Right. Uh, but when we do it for our restaurants in the summer, usually we'll go splurge for the hickory wood. We'll order it in from the from the east. Yeah. Um, just when we can afford it, and then in the winter when we kind of our, our sales kind of die down, we'll we'll switch to the birch and the fruit woods that are closer to yeah. us. Excellent. Kind of stock up like chipmunks yeah. in yeah. the yeah. summer. Yeah, when just we can. Right? Yeah, when yeah. We can. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just before we wrap up, Dylan, any uh, anything coming down the pipeline for Red Boar that you'd like to mention? Uh, we're just sitting tight here in Red Deer, yeah. uh, doing our thing, and come come and enjoy some of our barbecue. Uh, Come say hey if you're around. Everyone here is real friendly. We yep. will challenge you to a game of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they got the video games in here. This is some little extra. We don't even charge for the video games. Yep. It's just something that we like to. We just want people to come down and enjoy it. Come enjoy the Ross Street patio. Yeah. Um, if we if we can get out to it, we might be uh, doing some more competitions next season. So that that'll be uh, a lookout for us if you're at in and around any other competitions. Awesome. Dylan Tyler, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks and, uh, for coming in. Yeah. yeah no problem.
Alrighty, folks, that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you for your time and thank you for listening. And a big thanks to Dylan, once again, Dylan Cave from Red Boar Smokery. And also to my boy Tyler Gardner for joining us and being a part of the show. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. If you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe to the show. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, it'll really help get the uh, the show noticed. Uh, the more ratings and reviews and subscriptions we get, uh, it'll help grow the show. Share it with your friends. And any comments, uh, if you'd like to hear something, uh, something I haven't talked about, uh, ideas, barbecue ideas, places I should be talking with, let me know. Uh, get me on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue, on Facebook or Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue, and you can always email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and hear what's going on in your barbecue world. Once again, check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail at www.albertabbqtrail.ca for info on the new Passport program. Next week on the show, a uh, conversation with the folks uh, down at Flint Rock Ranch and Mitchell Bros Beef. I was down there back in August with the family, and we had a real great visit. And we've been uh, cooking up our Mitchell Bros beef lately and just loving it. So that's next week on the show. As always, a big thank you to Alan Horbin for providing all the music. And until next time, everybody, keep on smoking. This has been a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.